So we're back. Thanks for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon. I greatly appreciate this. That is so kind of you to turn me in. Some birds migrate from the United States to the Amazon rainforest in South America. True or false? Is that false? Oh, it's true. It's true? Okay, what for- migrates to the rainforest? True. Okay, yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. One of them, they just give an example of one, is the Baltimore Oriole. Really? Yes. The Baltimore Oriole. Wait a minute. Where'd it go? <laughs> the Baltimore Oriole, for example... Uh, migrates 3,000 miles, okay, from from its summer home in the United States to the winter home in South America. Interesting. 3,000 miles. That really shocks me. Oh, well, speaking of bird migrations, I do have a PSA. Uh, so there's Loons? been talk of in Wisconsin and Minnesota uh, having a loon fallout, yep. Yep. Uh, which is just like the barometric pressure is such that loons are... Having issues flying because they get ice in their wings, they're falling, yeah. and if you see one on the ground, they cannot move. Right. So call someone or release it in a lake with at least a half mile of water. Yep. Uh, yeah, because the loon's legs are, God was not, I don't know what God was thinking on this one, because the, the legs are not directly under its center. It's in the back. They're penguins that fly. They're quite literally. That's a good, that's a good analogy. I never would have thought of that, because they literally cannot walk on the ground. They're the only other birds with dense bones. Yep. But oh, really? they fly. Oh, yeah, okay. that's why they can't they can't move. Wow. Yeah. So that's why you gotta really help those our state bird loon. I love to listen to them. They have them on Big Incredible. Marine Lake. And you know, you'll be out in the pontoon mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boop, one comes up right night next to you. It's like, Oh look at that, look at that. They're beautiful and they're so massive. Yes. Oh, you people you you don't really see that most of them are in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how big they are. Well, canoeing, they'll come so close to the boat in areas like the boundary waters in the Quetico. Yep. And they're just massive. They're like over a foot long. Wow. Yep. No, it's it's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that on the news. It's like all oh, those poor guys. Yeah. So you know, keep an eye out. And they showed one when that was in a cow pasture. That was a like, great picture. I yeah. saved that picture. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh my god, it's, look at that poor thing. I'm just glad the cows didn't decide to pour an object. Bam. Well, bam. It's such a great <laughs> picture because they're like standing in a group, group like five yep. feet away, just staring at it. Yeah. They're not sure what to do with it yet. So. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Who's up? Well, so next up we have Angie, whose dog has been experiencing some uh, dog. Based aggression on walks. Okay. Hi, Angie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So, what kind of pupper do we have? So, I've got a two and a half year old um, lab platon mix. Okay. Wow. Platon. And um, okay. yeah, she's um, pretty crazy and fun. But um, in the last few months, she's gotten aggressive with my three and a half year old black lab. They're both females. Okay. And um, it's more about if she's not getting all the attention right? Okay. or if she has a toy she wants. And my older dog, she's very submissive to her, mm-hmm. but now she's really stressing her out because I see patches of hair that are coming off. Now this same dog goes to daycare a few times a week, never has had a problem in the last year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, never problems there. Cause I asked him about it, but yep. um, the other thing she does is she really hates when I put her leash on to go out in the morning and at night. If it's outside of a walk, just go to, to go to the bathroom. Um, so what does she and do? And then she nips my wrist. Okay. She then, nips my wrist. Okay, then what do you do? And gives me good look. And then I say, no. Okay. And I sit down. And so um, she just keeps doing it. I can't keep okay. control when, it, to be you, honest. Okay, when you take her out for a walk, what do you how, You have a training collar? What do you do? Then she wears her um, harness. the harness. Yeah. 
A harness restrains, it doesn't train. You get good upper body strength is what you get, okay? And so the thing is, is yeah. what's happening with this dog? First of all, I would do no more daycares for a while. You need to work on your relationship with this dog. The dog thinks that okay. you're not uh, you're not able to control the pack. You don't have your rules. You don't follow through other than your voice. And so said the dog is taking, starting to take over. Now, are both these females, are they fixed or one fixed not? What are they? Both fixed. Okay, good, good. Okay, so the thing is, is that that you start got to start working on your relationship. How many pounds is the dog? Um, the little one is about um, fifty, mm-hmm. and the bigger one is about sixty-five. Okay, okay, okay. So what? You, uh, how much? What kind of uh, hair does she have? Is it like a lab coat, a, a wiry coat? What kind? No, of it's, it's it's real rough hair. Okay, real like, rough hair. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would start out. Work, yep. So what you need to do, like I say, no more doggy daycare. And because you now are going to start okay. working her mind. So she has to look to you for direction. You're going to get a trading collar. Okay. You're going to start out. You could try the star mark collar. You were talking about earlier. S-T-A-R-M-A-R-K. Okay. Get it online. Measure right. the neck. Add two inches. And you might have to uh, get extra links. Depends on how much bulk is in her okay. neck. Okay. Okay. Okay, and then that's uh, the training collar is only on when the leash is attached and you're attached to the leash. You got to be able to get into the dog's head. To, to, there's a consequence. Dogs learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens. They do that, that happens. They learn to listen right. to the words, and then you pretty soon you don't need any more consequences. You don't need a training collar because the dog you have worked. You got into their head. You built a relationship. Okay, you built the teamwork. Okay. You know, I don't use treats. You are now the treat. Your verbal praise and your physical praise by giving little scooches oh, in the chest okay. but you give you know if you uh, if the dog is by you uh in the chest underneath the chin underneath the throat go down into the chest and you can feel where there's a v in the chest okay give a yep. one or two finger scooch and just calmly go thank you or very nice Okay, because dogs love, it it calms them down. Okay, and you never pet them on the head when you're training because that turns them into a bubble head. They get all nutsy, nutsy on you. And so what you've got to do is you've got to be calm and steady, understand the words you're going to teach and what the consequence is. All right. And so now when you go for a walk, you need a walking word. You can say heel or you can say walk. When the dog, when the dog is walking yeah. with you, the dog's shoulder should be by your left leg. Now we train dogs on the left side, all of us trainers. And the reason okay. is the first people that did anything with dogs were hunters. And most hunters are right-handed, so that means the gun they, you couldn't put the dog under the gun. So we put the dogs on the left side, okay? And okay. that's why we train from mm-hmm. the left side. All trainers do that, all right? So okay. now you have the dog work either side, but they, you know, but anytime you go to a training, they're always going to put the dog on the left side. Okay, so now what's going to okay. happen is that you are going to, uh, like I said, you, you have to you say you're walking or heel or walk and start walking. If the, your left hand mm-hmm. is at your left side and just relaxed and the dog tries to go ahead, you bump mm-hmm. backwards toward their tail and give them a growl and go, ah, heel or eight, walk. Oh, okay, okay and, the, and the hook of the leash should be resting on the back of the dog or alongside. You shouldn't even know there's a dog down there. Because you've been using a harness for probably a long time, you're so used yeah, to, to yeah. feeling the dog that if you don't feel the dog, you don't feel like you have control. Okay? No. What you need True. to do is that when the dog, there's a consequence, if the dog doesn't listen to the word heel, he's going to get a bump on the collar. And so that means, hey, that was the, re- you know, the thing. Whereas, okay, you didn't listen to heel. Heel means be by my side. If you try to go ahead, and okay. it, you're going to get a bump back towards the uh, tail. Okay. okay, just relax at your side. And so now every time you stop, the dog should sit. All right? 
And then if he doesn't okay. sit, you place him in the sit. And then a little tickle in the chest. Thank you. Very nice. Now, what the dog is learning is to look to you for direction. And the new protocol, when I stop, you stop, the dog sits. That you don't have to ask him to okay. sit after a while. And so the whole thing okay. is, is to get you organized so you can organize the dog. But what's happening is is that the dog has taken over leadership of the house. And that's why she's being grumpy. Like when the other dogs are uh, you're giving attention to the other dogs. Okay, she's like weaseling yeah. in there, like, hey, 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 mine, 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 mine. And so you got to totally. Step- I mean, she won't even let my big dog in the bed anymore, and I don't know if I should kennel her at night because I think she'll bark all night. Yeah, well, no. The thing is, you can tether her to the uh, take a, like a two or three, two or three foot cable, put a bed on the floor, and tether her to yeah. the frame of the bed, and so she can't go anywhere. She can't get oh. in the bed, and she, you know, she's not going to kennel. Otherwise, if she does kennel, put the kennel, you know, wherever you want in the hallway or whatever type thing. But that's oh, okay. so, a good idea. But the whole thing is, is that we have to, you know, like I say, I would work both, not at the same time. Work, leave one in the house and go outside and work the other one switch you want to be working both of them so that they start looking to you for more direction and they see you as the okay. leader okay and remember it's not me master yeah. you dog i was going to talk about this so as how you present things is how what you get back we got to run to break can you hold on a sec yeah that's fine okay hold on Okay, whoopsies, where am I at here? Okay, female mountain goats stay with their children while males live alone. Female goats will stay with their children while males live alone. Oh, poor guys. All right, thanks for staying with the Katie K9 Show here every Sunday, noon to two. Yep, as I always say, I'm your newer. All right, female mountain goats stay with their children while males live alone. True or false? True. Very much so. Yeah. The goats are called nannies. All right. Cute. And so uh, the obviously uh, little goats are called kids. Yeah. Okay. And the nannies will have up to twenty kids that they take care of, but the males are off. I've gone. seen I've seen those groups in person, and you know they're actually kind of a nuisance when you're backpacking because they have no boundaries and they will follow your yep. group around for a week to lick your pee. Yep. Lick nice your salty. pee. Yep. Get out of here. They will lick your pee off of rocks and they will get really aggressive about like, like you literally have to kind of yell at them while you pee. Wow. That's interesting. It's the salt and ammonia or something. Wow. That's craziness. Oh, wow. It's called recycle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Look out for the goats. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Where are we back, back at? I forgot. Well, so we still have Angie on the Angie. line. Okay. There you go. Angie, are you there? Yeah. Okay. So now the the oh, I just have a blame fluff. What are you talking? Okay. Uh, dog aggression. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Get the pot out of the lamp. Okay. Aggression. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use it right. Donk. Never mind. Okay. So now the thing is, is by establishing yourself as a leader. Now, how you present things to the dogs makes the difference. A huge difference. I'm usually a loud, obnoxious person, but when I'm around dogs and kids, I steady out. So what she is not me, master you, dog. Okay. So what it is is that you ask. You do not demand or command. It's over. Sit. It's not sit. Okay, it's we're over down. Right. It's not down. And when you go to heel, it's over heel. You talk calmly, you almost whisper what you want. Be what you want the okay. dog to be. Because unfortunately, when people get frustrated, then what happens is that they start escalating their voice and it becomes loud. And now the dog gets unnerved. And now you're stirring the pot. And now everything's going sideways. And so what you got to learn. Yeah, to, that sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so now what you got to learn to do is just. 
breeze, shake it off, and just kind of, um, <laughs> and then we'll see it. Thank you. Very nice. You got it. You know, you double calmer instead of your be what you want the dog to be. Because like, you know, some people, what they do is they go like, they're going to go for a car ride. You, t- you tell the dog, you want to go for a car ride? Let's go for a car ride. Let's go. They get the dog all wound up. He's bouncing off the walls. They can barely get the leash on and open the door to get him into the car. So how people present things is what they have to deal with. All right. And so that's why if you're yeah. going to go for a walk, you don't say anything. You just go get the leash, go sit down in a chair. Call the dog over. Hi. Put the leash on. Stand up. And if the dog starts going bonker, just drop the leash and go in another room. All right. And then call the dog over to you and then pick up the leash and then now go for a walk. Don't rev the dog up to do things. And that's what people calmly okay. do. And then they start screaming and yelling, well, the dog is bonkers. You created it. So what you got to do is calm down. And so right now by you like having the dog, when you go for walks now, you're going to do each dog individually. Right? You don't walk them together for a while. You're going to go on two separate walks. So okay. you can just work with the individual dog. And then, like I say, every time you stop, you ask him to sit. Okay, and the rewards heal. And your arm should just be relaxed at your side. And your left hand should be at your left leg. Okay? And if wherever your left okay. hand is, that's where the dog's going to be. So if you let left, okay. let your hand drift forward, the dog's going to be out in front of you. And now he's you know he's a leader and you're the peon. Anytime you are in movement, the dog is always walking with you as a team. Never let them scan as you are walking or sniff as you are walking because that, that the nose, the dog, you are the peon and the dog isn't even paying any attention to you. So now, um, uh, then at any time during the walk, you can stop and say, you know, uh, check it out. Now he can go pee, uh, sniff, do whatever he wants, but you stand still. Then what you're going to do okay. when you're ready to go forward, you call him back in and then now we're working as a team again. Right. So the whole thing is, is that, uh, uh, like I said, you've got to build a relationship here. Now, if he tries to or she tries to she does uh, wiggle in, like be having a little attitude, you stand up and say wrong and just walk away. OK, don't accept okay. that. Per, you know, to let her know that is unacceptable behavior. Then go sit back down again. And then eventually what you want to do is teach your dog to back or get, you know, where they back away from you and not crowd you. Look for your direction. Okay. May I come in and say hi? All right. Uh, sitting on the leash and ignoring the dog. If you've listened to the show, The Invisible Dog, where you just sit on the leash and ignore them. Don't look at them. Don't pet them. Don't do anything. They got to learn to calm themselves down and just lay down and wait for you. So that's the whole thing is getting the okay. dog to do things for you but the, and, and just stay very calm. And so then what happens is that now they're starting to look at you in a different light. You have rules. You follow through. And now you're working as a team. And so a lot of this other stuff okay. will go away when they feel that you are a better leader to follow. Okay? Because she's trying to take over the leadership as far as she decides when you're going to pet her, who she's going to let into, you know, close to you. And like I said, by going to yeah. doggy daycare, they get pushy. They become more dog because they've been playing with dogs all day. Yeah, they come home tired. I get oh, it. Okay? okay? But they're, what they're yeah. doing is they're playing like a dogs and dogs are pushy. They rough. They tumble. You know, it's all about hierarchy. Who's number one, two, three. And so then they come home and they do right. it to you. <laughs> and so that's why. Yeah, or the other dog. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so that's why I hate dog parts and doggy play groups is because that what it does if you haven't do not have a good relationship with your dog you know as far as the, you know where they see you as a leader like what like when you enter a room they they drop everything right. and they come like okay what are we going to do 
All right. Or they walk politely on a walk. You know, they, they, you're not, it's not a pull, pull me thing and being pulled here and pulled there. You know, so that's why I went. Okay. And then, like I say, if you want to do a doggy, but, but see, I'm a huge one where you get together with family, friends, coworkers, and somebody's got a fenced in yard and the dogs get along, go have a right. visit. That's what uh, my idea where the dogs know each other. There's no surprises because anytime you go to doggy right. playground or park dog parks, it's never the same dynamics. There's always maybe one, uh, somebody missing or, some new ones and that scares the crap yeah, out of me. Yeah, I don't go to dog parks anymore Good. because there's always one aggressive dog. It yep. Seems like every yep. Time. Yep. But so. like I said, the more they get to play with each other on a regular basis and go wild, then they try pushing it on to you. You know, I'm going to treat you like that one when my friends, when I'm together with my friends. <laughs> and so that's. Well, yeah. And then like last week, I put up a, a camera just to see what they were doing during the day because she won't let the other dog in the bed and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, they sleep in the bed most of the day when I'm at work. Yep, because Together. yeah, you are the common denominator there. Okay, when <laughs> oh, you <great. laughs> when you come in, how the pack reacts once you come back into the pack, then that that's when they're oh, gonna start okay. pushing around. Like uh, there's a lot of dogs that will act beautiful until their uh, owner comes in, and all of a sudden they turn into an idiot. They're barking at people. They're barking at dogs, so they feel like you need to be protected. You need you're not a leader. Oh, I've got to help you out. Okay, okay? or I'm gonna get pushy because I want you all to myself you know even two-legged yeah. kids do that <laughs> no my mommy you get away <laughs> and so but it, very much like that yeah yeah and so that's why if you establish the rules and make everybody play nice in the sandbox and not by being mean by just like i say if she's getting pushy you just ah wrong ah wrong Right. And then get up and right. move. Okay. And okay. then try do the situation. But the more you work you do with her, then she's going to get better at looking to you for direction. And then also what's going to happen is that um, you're going to establish that, that you're a good leader. And then that turmoil in the ranks won't happen when you're around. Okay. 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 And if you want to set up a private good lesson up at Katie's Canine or come to a class so we can get you organized, you can always do that. Okay. I think that's a great idea, yeah. And okay. I'm in Hugo, so that's easy. Oh, you are? Well, heaven's to Murkrod. You bet then. <laughs> yep, I'm just yeah. Yeah, I'm just a mile and a half north of the feed mill and then two miles east on 165. Okay, yeah, I definitely will do that. And thanks so much for the advice. I'll start working on that. Now. Okay, sounds good. Just give me a call and yeah. uh, we'll, we go from there, okay? Okay. Sounds great. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Oh, wow, a, a fellow Hugonian. Yeah. <laughs> a Hugonian. So few of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Hugo's up to Alma. When I got married, my husband, there was 3,500 in Hugo. Okay? Yeah. That's actually more than I would have thought. Yep. And then um, uh, now it's up to almost 17,000. Well, hey, okay. it's just and booming not, and booming. There's no, there's nothing in Hugo. We don't have breasts. We got blacksmith and blue heron. Okay, we got 10,000. If you're sick, come to Hugo. We got them all. You know, there's no place to eat. Yeah, but Midwesterners are drivers. They care way more about where they live than, like, where they have to go to have fun. Yeah, I just, but yeah, don't even get me going on the dynamics. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, let's, oh, we've got to go to uh, to break here. But yeah, but the whole thing is, is that, folks, you've got, and that's what I want to talk. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more time at the end of the hour here, is that you ha- you create the atmosphere of how your dog acts. Okay, if the dog is being, you know, jumpy, jumpy, pushy, pushy, okay, then you try to out, like, bark him by shouting, quiet, okay, you're stirring the pot. You are the main pulse of what happens in your pack, in your house. And so that's why you've got to be what you want the dog to be. 
You got to be calm, steady, and then before you know it, the dog will mirror. But then, like I say, with uh, training tricks and such like that, okay? So we'll do that. Okay, what made the robot angry? What made the robot angry? We'll be back. When people think about personal trainers, they sometimes picture this guy. You know something, Jessica? When I'm done with you, you're going to have the largest arms this side of the continent. I don't want that. But when you join the YMCA, you'll get a free fitness assessment from a real certified personal trainer. So you can set realistic goals, learn what to do, and what not to do. I am your doctor, yeah. And the only thing I prescribe is pain. That's what not to do. And he's not a doctor. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. All right. Hey, you know what the date today is? You need to write it down. Uh, I mean, it's 423. Kind of fun to look oh, at. Oh, 2323. Yeah, 42323. Oh, yeah. Kind of fun to look down at. I thought it was cool. Kind of like uh, February 2, 2, February 22nd, 2022. That was fun to look at, too. Anyway, okay. What made the robot angry? Well, uh, he was trying to make plans, but they got their wires crossed. Uh, <laughs> no, everybody has p- kept pushing his buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, we got some patient people holding on. Who's up next? Yeah, so first up, we have Tony, who is a uh, dog, is a little bit uh, dog reactive as well, and they have a new puppy. Ah, okay. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Great. How are you doing? Good, good. So what kind of pup did he get? Uh, German Shepherd. Shepherd, and then how old's a pup? Four months. Four months. Okay, and who? What existing dog? What do you have? Uh, he's a uh, German Shepherd. He's two and a half years old as well. Oh, okay, okay. So what's going on? So uh, the older Shepherd seems to not like the smaller pup. Yep, uh, and I don't blame him. He, Those needle teeth are hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't had them together like that to find out anything like that okay. so we've been keeping them separated for the most part how long uh, how long have we had the, the pup addition, uh about five weeks now oh and you, they haven't gotten together to play no because the older one he's uh dog reactive to other dogs Ooh. and the first meeting when we we met them at a off-site location not here at home yeah and it didn't go well so Ah. We've just kind of been keeping them separated. Uh, we slowly will have them on leashes in the same room together, but we don't let them interact to each other. Okay. Physically mm. get together yet. Okay. So I guess what's the best way to get that to this, happen? Okay. Well, the older dog, does he have any play buddies? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, he... We don't take them to dog parks or anything like that. Good. Uh, we'll take them to relatives' houses. They have dogs. And how does that uh, go? Once he gets to know the dog, okay. they get along fine. Okay. Uh, he he tolerates them. Uh, the other dogs, they they just kind of keep their distance. So okay, it's they play a little bit, but that's about it. Okay. Um, and why did you get a puppy when you have a dog with a personality like that? Well, we thought it would be a playmate and that <laughs> once they got to know each other, he would get yeah. 
overcome that well, you go fear up. of it, other dogs, I guess. Yeah, well, no, it's a, it, every dog has a personality, okay? Just like sure. every human has personalities. And so some personality conducive to being hermits and don't want to play nice in the sandbox. And some personalities are miscongeniality or Mr. Congeniality. And so that's why, like, say, uh, and you're not really the only one that have done this as far as, okay, we'll get a pup and then hopefully we can get the two to cut together. It's a crap show if it's going to work out or not. There is no guarantees on this. And all you can just do is uh, go for walks, you know, together and then, you know, let them sniff noses. Okay. And then just go for a walk. But you can't have a loose, a tight leash. If you lean in, you know, uh, if, if you let that big dog, the older dog, lean in to sniff and the leash is tight. Okay. That sends through the leash. There's a problem. All right. Okay. And so what I would, how many pounds is your shepherd? He's 90 pounds. Okay. Wow. Okay. Because um, you're better off to, and I do this with my puppy classes too. Okay. So you got a six foot leash. The dog is going to be on your left side. You put the handle of the leash in your right hand and hold it. And then you're going to put your uh, your feet on the leash. You're going to stand on the leash. Okay. And, yep. and then you're not going to pin the dog to the ground. You're going to give it so that if if he's standing and you're standing on the leash, his head is slightly dipped. Okay? Yep. Okay. And then um, uh, if he sits, the collar goes a little bit looser. And if he lays, the collar goes totally loose. Okay? So now yep. what you're after is that now that you can bring the pup in, and now if, you know, if he lurches at it, he corrects himself. But you do not have... He he's totally in charge as the pressure on the leash, because to me it's really hard for people to you know I tell people you got to give the leash back you can't keep that totally taut because that's gonna set off everything in 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 motion okay well there they are yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's so it's right and so because you don't realize but your aura is different too because you're worried about the whole you know scenario so what sure. I, if this is my dog what I would do is I'd acclimate the older dog to a muzzle. Okay? Okay. And so then um, you want to get the rubber one or, you know, the cage muzzle. You know, I know they look dastardly, yep. but you know, anyway. And so it presented like it's a, it's a trick. He has to learn to wear a hat or, you know, he has to learn to wear a muzzle. Muzzle, let's check this out. And there's YouTube videos on it, how to acclimate them to, the, um, to a muzzle. And so that he's sure. going to learn and be relaxed with the muzzle. Because now when he's muzzled, then you're going to be more relaxed. Okay? Because every, all our emotions have a smell. Okay, and so whether well, really happy, kind of happy, sort of happy, really worried, kind of worried, sort of. Well, anyway, and so even though you're trying to shake it off and be calm, your body's exuding this. Oh my God! I hope that everybody's gonna be okay. Oh gosh, is this gonna work? You know what I mean? It, how you are upset, and the dog plays right. off on that. And so then he looks at this little pup and go, "Well, you must be the problem. I'm gonna take you out because <laughs> you're sure. making my owner, you know, have a heart attack over here." <laughs> okay. Right. So, oh, and sure. so by by acclimating him to a muzzle, okay, then you're gonna relax because you know he technically can't hurt hurt the dog right 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 and so then you could have uh where let's say you have uh you know you you go for a walk and then let them sniff okay and then back off and then go for a walk and just slowly let them you know and then uh, now you have a fenced in yard or what do you got yes we have a fenced in yard okay and so then what you can do is they're like i told you to step on the leash okay and let the pup drag a leash and so now he can come in, but if your dog tries to lurch at him, the pup can run away. 
right? But the right. whole thing, so you're going to do thing, everything in baby steps. So pretty soon that they can, play, hopefully you can see by the body language and everything, you know, this is going to work out. Now, is the new pup a male or a female? A female. Okay, and he's a male? Correct. Okay, good. Is he fixed? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's what you're gonna you got to start doing. You got to learn. There's a, a book. It's called uh, Canine Body Language. Canine okay. Body Language by Aloff. A L O F F. And what that do it does, and everybody that has one or more or two or more dogs should have this book because it teaches you how to read the dog, what the dog is thinking, so you can get into their head and pop the thought bubble. Not because now, let's say he's staring at the pup. You know, he, he's he's posturing the tails up. He's kind of stiff. You know, he's not thinking night thought. You got to get into that before he reacts. Ah, 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 you be nice. You be nice. Right. Okay. So you have to learn to diffuse the situation, but not scream and yell at the older dog because that's going to compound the problem. Okay. Sure. And because shepherds right. are, you know, you know, uh, stately. Everybody thinks this, may master, you will knock this off. And that's the worst thing. You're putting more anxiety into the dog. And so that's right. why you have to learn to shake it off, breathe. Hey, we're going to all get along here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to do this. And so that's the whole thing. Is to be Because if he can play nice with some other dog. But see, puppies, the reason why the most... Um, uh, other dogs don't like, you know, uh, uh, older dogs don't like, uh, even two years old, you know what I mean? Is because puppies are so animated, they're relentless. They hang off the tail, the leg, the ears, the face. They're constantly poke, poke, poke. And the, uh, and the adult dogs are kind of like, get it out of here. <laughs> this is right. obnoxious. And so that's why you got to guard the, the, the uh, existing dog's face's space. And so that's why you just come together for a little, like, let's say you're sitting on one side watching TV with the pup and the other one, somebody else sitting with the uh, older dog with the pup and so then like you know like i say so they, they you're hanging out spending time but like i said acclimating them to the muzzle will decent you'll be able to be more relaxed okay so that sure. something can't you know and if you know if he even just like puts his paws on the pup you know what i mean then at least you know yeah. he can't bite the pup all right right and so that's why right. but you need to learn how to watch their body his body language so you can pop the thought bubble have you done any uh, obedience work with him uh, yes. Okay. Yes. And we all, we also have uh, sent him away to a trainer for about five, four weeks. Why? And then, <laughs> uh, so every time I take him for a walk, I have the pinch collar on as well as the e collar, and he does very well for me on walks. Okay. As far as reacting to other dogs and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. A uh, couple questions. Okay. Now uh, you have a pinch collar. Is the pinch yep. collar very snug and up behind the ears, or is it relaxed and loose? No, it's snug. Yes, we don't want that. You're putting a lot of pressure on this poor dog. <laughs> okay, okay. Th think of it this way. Okay, let's say you and I go for a walk, okay, and I grab you between your, your elbow and your armpit and squeeze, and we're walking, sure. and we're walking. Pretty soon you're like, okay, why let go of that pressure? Let go of that. What, what do I have to do to get rid of that pressure? Okay, when you fit, I know if you look at YouTubes and stuff like that, and many of the trainers fit these pinch collars tighten up behind the back of the neck, and the problem sure. is, is that it's constant pressure. It frustrates the hell out of the dog because they can't uh, get on. How do I get rid of this pressure? I I like pinch collars, but I fit mine loose so you can when it's not being used. You know when when the leash is on and the dog is listening, I can put my hand between the neck of the dog and the and and the collar because sure. in my book when the dog is listening. Listening, there is no collar pressure. 
Okay. Right. And so the thing is, is that, that now the dog has a decision to make. And shepherds, have you ever had a shepherd before? Yeah. Okay, good. Because shepherds are are very, very smart, okay? And they they, oh, yeah. they don't like redundancy. <laughs> but anyway, so like I say, that pinch collar should be loose, put extra links in it, take that e-collar and walk it over to the garbage. Because the problem with the, the e-collar is, is that, um, and I know many, many, I was astounded. Uh, somebody was asking me about e-collars, and I haven't looked online at them, and I looked, I couldn't believe how that industry had just boomed. And the thing is, is the only time I, in my book, is when uh, you need an e-collar of any sorts, is when uh, the dog is ranging, you know, like a hunting dog, and it's going out yep. 508, coming back in. Okay, now we're going to bump them. But otherwise, as far as obedience and building a team, that e-collar does not build a team. That gives the dog, whereas if I don't listen, I'm going to get zinged. Okay, whether it's a sound or then, you know, so the thing is, is that you need to work and relax this dog. You need to get this dog so the dog is relaxed and not wired as far as, you know, he's, you can almost see the tenseness in him because he's worried. And so that's why I loosen that collar, take that e-collar off and work on a relationship because otherwise you're not going to have any luck getting him to to go with this, uh, with the pup because he's already on guard, you know what I mean? He's tense because he of all gotcha. this crap that's going on. We got to get him to relax, and so that's why. And see, the thing is, is when you send a dog out to get trained, nine times out of ten they got other dogs, and they maybe work with your dog two hours a day, and the dog stays there for another um, twenty-two hours all by themselves. And sure. then most yep. of them are they can get pretty heavy-handed, and especially if they used e-collars. And so the thing is, is that we got to get this dog to relax and enjoy life. And then another sure. book that you might want is called People Training for Good Dogs. People Training for Good Dogs uh, by Berryman. That's another good one. But the whole thing is, is yeah, for this all to work, uh, number one, we got to get the dog more relaxed. We got to get that stuff sure. loosened. We got to get him used to a, a muzzle so you will be more relaxed with the situation. Right. And when you go right. for a walk, the hook of the leash, or when you use that uh, pinch collar, the hook of the leash should be resting on the back or alongside. You know, that tells yep. you that he's thinking that there is no collar pressure. Okay. Sure. So there's t- stuff that you want to do here to blend this whole family together. Okay. Right. Right. And, like and I guess with the pinch collar, I mean, I can get my fingers under it so it's not. Like it's no, constant pressure. It is constant pressure because you okay. can, if you can get that finger under, it's poking the dog. When it's when gotcha. it's just kind of hang, where you can put your whole hand be- when it's not being used, you can slide your whole hand between the neck and, and easily between the neck of the dog. That is okay. a loose collar. Okay, sure. Because like I say, it's it that unnerves most dogs. I get a lot of dogs uh, that come uh, private classes where they're becoming very reactive on walks. First thing they come through the door, they got a pinch collar on. And so I'll uh, say, okay, give me, here, put mine on, because they don't have enough links. I'll add, there is one dog I'd add three links to it. But anyway, you can see the dog decompress, like, oh, thank you. You saved my life. I'm not being nagged anymore with this thing around my neck. Sure. <laughs> and so now you can sure. see the dog just decompress. And the, it went really good. And then they, um, uh, then uh, they, we got out to the real world. You want a couple of pumps, hey, hey, leave it. You know, but the dog was had a whole different demeanor. Wow, that makes sense, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay, so you can give me a call up at Katie's K9 if you want. Okay, and man, we can set up a private lesson if you want. But the whole thing okay, is, is just great. be calm, okay, and give the yep. dog a break, okay? Sure. Sounds okay. good. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Okay. We'll be right back. Hey, we're winding her down. So, uh, no, hopefully we'll have enough time otherwise. Uh, uh, 
But anyway, okay, who's up? <laughs> well, so next up we have Todd, whose dog he thinks might be suffering from some early signs of dementia. Hey, Todd, thanks for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. So hey, what, Katie. What's going on? Well, our dog, he's always just been very consistent as far as behavior, just a sweet dog. Um, what kind of dog and how old? He's going to be 10 on Tuesday. Okay. And he's a King Charles Cocker Spaniel mix. Okay. Uh, weighs about 35 pounds. Okay. Um, so what's going on? Very healthy dog. Um, he just, in the last couple of months, he um, his behavior, especially in the morning, has really changed. Like? Um, like he's always been just very routine, gets, you know, gets up, goes out, pees, comes right back in, eats his breakfast. <laughs> it's just super consistent. Okay. And now he, if we just, we have a fence yard. Um, and if it's ever raining or cold, he comes right back in. Well, now if we just let him out. He'll go wander around the yard for a couple of hours. Like he doesn't know what to do. Okay. And then I try to get him to come in and he won't, <laughs> he won't follow me. Okay. Um, and then you, when I finally do get him in, yep, he'll go smell his food and then run downstairs and like hide. Oh, because hmm. it's so very unusual behavior. Okay, is there any other uh, idiosyncrasies that he's kind of gone off base with? Uh, not really. You know, for for the most part, other than the mornings, he's you know pretty much. The same dog. Okay. Okay. Um, what happens is that, you know, once a dog start, and every, every, just like in humans, every dog ages different, every human ages different. And so what's mm -hmm. going to be happening is that his senses are starting to dim. You know, where his eyesight, he doesn't have as good eyesight, or his hearing is starting to go. Okay. And so when they start losing senses, they kind of go off routine because they feel not normal. You know, it's like, whoa. What was that? Okay, were well, they mm -hmm. not seeing right or they're not hearing right is what it, what happens, okay? Yeah. And so the thing is is that um, it, could, it could be, uh, you know, his hearing or his eyes and such like that. And so don't recoil and just, oh, what's the matter? Are you okay? Because now the dog is like, oh, my God, you're a weenie. What is going on here? <laughs> because that, a lot mm -hmm. of times they have to be able to figure it out themselves. And so now if he's going out and in the morning, you know, where and decided that he's just going to go check out the yard, okay, no, then what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to maybe put him on a 20 foot line and that's then what we, that's what we have to do now yep Otherwise, and, yep and so then I'll so be you, late, i'll be late for work okay <laughs> there you go and so that's what you just want to do is you're going to have to change it so that for some reason you know it's it's changing but you just have to change and dogs do get dementia but not usually at 10 usually if a dogs are like you know 13 14 and up sometimes yeah. some dogs will get you know some some dementia but who knows it could be if other his other actions are okay like when he goes on a walk you know correctly he you know you know he comes when he's called you know regularly you know then you shouldn't have to worry too much right now is what it is but he just as they get older some of their behaviors do shift and the reason yeah. is is because they start losing either you know like i say they can't see as well as they can't hear as well and until they readjust themselves and get used to it sometimes they go off you know routine yeah okay does that yeah. help just wonder what the fear because like this morning he went down and hid in like the farthest corner of a or lower level and he was just down there shaking. Okay. He won't come out. Okay. 
So then, so he came in from outside, and he usually goes to his bowl, correct? That's the normal routine, and okay. he will do that, but he won't eat it. Okay, so he'll, what he'll bowl? Smell it, and then go downstairs. Okay, so now the bowl. What kind of bowl do you have? Is it a, a stainless steel, glass? What is it? Ceramic. Ceramic. Okay, and then um, now, do you uh, the food? Do you feed it dry, or do you water it down, or what food are you feeding? Uh, we make his food. Oh, good. Okay. And we add just a little bit of a Nutrisource. Okay, okay. Like a half a cup. Okay, okay. Added to it. Okay. And so then what you might want to try to do is change the feeding station area. There might be a sound or something that equates that's not right. Sometimes when you have like uh, stainless steel dishes, that if you're feeding kibble, they, they uh, it echoes in their ears, especially floppier dogs, that they get more sound sensitive. And so it bothers their ears, you know, to eat out of that bowl. So what you mm-hmm. might want to try to do is try something different that you feed them in. I would first try something different feeding in them at, at where you normally feed them. Okay, try that. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that doesn't work, he still you know pulls the same thing. Okay, then what we're going to do is change the place where I feed him and see if that's yeah. it for the thing. So we're going to just kind of play with this. And as far as him going and hiding, okay, when he goes and hides, what do you do? Do you follow him and go there, there, it's okay? What's up? Yeah, I'll go down and say, you know, come on, Bill, and let's, let's eat, you know, um, and he'll just stare at me and, like, he doesn't even know who I am. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what I would try doing is just kind, kind of ignoring him. Don't go after him and just let him deal with it and just, you know, going to have to try different things and just see what works here, okay? And so that's why just let him be and just see how long it takes for him to come out and try eating. So that, that just just try different things. Yeah, it's usually by maybe noon. That he'll eat. Oh, is that like, oh, okay? Pick that. The food. other the other day he didn't eat till like five at night, and you know. Okay, I have. When's the last time you had a complete blood profile done on him? It's been a while. I would take him into the vet, have a complete blood profile done on him to make sure his kidneys, liver, and heart is ever doing good. That Because that might be some of the problem here, too. Okay, so make sure that physically he's okay, and then we can work mentally on him. Okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. G- give me a call and let me know, okay? okay. we got to head right, out. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Yep. Thank you all for your great questions. Thank you, Ellie. I will see you another week. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks. It's uh, always a pleasure for me to be here. And I uh, remember, go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, hit the pi- podcast, and we can go from there. Okay, remember, don't hide your dogs, train them. And if you don't train them, don't blame them. Talk soon. Bye. Until-